Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. What's up? Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for joining us in the Pearl River Resort studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You can learn more about them online at pearlriverresort.com. Ceasefire text line is open to you. 601-879-4395. That is the number for you to be a part of the conversation. Conversation. 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. Learn more online at cspire.com slash business. I, I, I feel a little giddy as we come on the air today. And, Is it because Borky's not here? Oh, you're going to be that guy right at That was Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross. <laughs> Will East sitting in the chair today for Michael I could, Borky. I couldn't resist. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? Uh, I'm a terrible person. I'll be the first to admit it. That, that, that's not new. That, that, that's not new news. We, I, I'm, I, I, we might have new listeners. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I am as excited today about the college football fix as I have been in a long time. Hey, how are you at, at like keeping surprises? Like, if you've got a surprise, are you good at holding on to it, or man, we got to tell. It's tough, so, especially on this show. You try to set things up for me to tease all the time, and I'm just like, isn't this what we're doing? And, and I'd ruin it for everybody. It's yes. tough. I, I'm not sure that we're going to make it all the way to 5.05 for the college football fix. We may just have to insert that like in the second segment today uh, because I have so an activity. It. I have an activity, a bit of a, a quiz, yeah. if you will, associated with today's college football fix where we will uh-huh. be testing Brian Haydad's knowledge uh, and he might even need to phone a friend, like Will East. Yeah, for, uh, that, for that list help. is kind of small. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that is going to uh, wait. We're, going we're to testing fun. knowledge, and I'm going to call Will East. I, that doesn't make any you know, sense. Your options are limited, so you know. Yeah, you're right about that. If you find yourself without a lifeline, he may be the uh, the guy that you ask for a little help from. I don't know. I'll just ask him to call Ashley into the office, and we'll get we'll get we'll get it done. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, how was the weekend? It was good. It was good. It's good to be home for a weekend. You know, last weekend, you know, I was out of town on Saturday. Of course, I was out of town this Saturday too. 
Um, but, you know, Sunday, obviously, I was traveling. So this Sunday, to be home, to be able to cook out and just be around the family was great. Very good. Very good. Uh, Will, how was your weekend? Uh, it was very relaxing, and it was a little bit, just a tiny bit cooler mm-hmm. on Saturday. And if you walked outside mm, of your house on Saturday morning, it was much nicer. I would it's a tease. Don't fall know, for it. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, we don't even have to call it a false fall. Let's just be thankful for a little bit of a break, because that's what we got this weekend. I think the high where, I don't know what it was where you were Saturday, Will, probably mid-80s yep. in Oxford, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I, it's Sunday morning. Like, I, I walked nice. outside with a cup of coffee Sunday morning, and Jane and I sat out, I don't know, maybe half an hour Sunday morning before the kids got up, and just, it was amazing. I mean, it was incredible Sunday morning. If you woke up Sunday morning and went outside, you would have thought you were going to be watching the NFL at noon. That's how nice it was outside. Yeah, yeah, it kind of, kind of, kind of felt that way on Sunday. Um, all right, hey Dad, Neshoba County mm. Fair this weekend was that was that your right. first ever Neshoba County Fair experience? My my first ever uh, uh, foray to the the greatest event in the state of Mississippi. Yes, and uh, it did not disappoint. Met a lot of great people. Uh, it was. I mean, I know. I, I'm just glad it was mid 80s. I'll put it that way, because if it had been its normal temperature, I don't know that I'd be sitting here with you guys today, as hot as I was like in the, the mid-80s. the sun reflects off that red soil and just... Mm. I don't know what it is, yeah. It's like, it's like you're, it's like you're on, on, on a planet closer to the sun than you actually are. <laughs> All right, and, so, uh, so the Neshoba County Fair, it, you, you've either been doing it your entire life, and it mm-hmm. is a way of life. Like, it's part of what you do... You look forward to it all year long. You can't wait to get back with friends and family and sweat. And it's like you, you alternate between that cloud of red dust and the red mud after the inevitable thunderstorm that pops up, and it's just nasty and thick and humid. And Which which is the night before. It was Friday night. There you go. Four and I woke up at th- about 3.30 in the morning. I saw all this lightning, and I was just like, well, it's going to be muddy, but maybe it'll be a little cooler. That's, I was just like, I'll take one for the other. So, so, so you either grow up with that, or maybe marry yeah. into it, and it is it it's just part of your thing. You love it, or you've never been. You're curious. You go. It feels like a case study in human psychology. You like it well enough, or you don't like it, and you leave. Or you're a complete outsider, and you look at it, and you're like. What are these people doing? So, hey, Dad, given that yeah. this was your first time, mm-hmm. paint me a picture of the sights and the sounds and the smells and what you expected versus what you found. I got exactly what I expected. I I, I was I, I felt like I had a pretty good feel going in and, and mm-hmm. going to go to a cabin. And, and it reminded me a lot of, like, pre-expansion Duty Noble where if you didn't have a spot in the lounge and you're just sitting out there in the grandstand, you're just baking in the sun, watching baseball, hoping for the best. But if you have your spot, you're you know you're in better shape there. It's kind of the same thing. The people who are just walking around and I was just like, you almost really want to be here because it is so hot out here. But it was fun. It's really cool. I can see why people get into it, especially if if you have that setup. If you've got one of those cabins, I mean that's just. That's just like having a penthouse on, on Fifth Avenue in the state of Mississippi. It was it is really high dollar real estate out there, and uh, it was enjoyable. I had a good time. Everybody was happy to see us. 
The smells were catfish, by the way. The smell of fried catfish wafting over the set as we were uh, doing the podcast. Got to talk to some former Bulldogs, talk to some great locals, talk to the, the father of a country music superstar, which was a lot of fun. And uh, Who's that? Mike Hardy was there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. From the that would be yeah, father to his of dad. Hardy. Yes, yes. And I, I, I did it. Will, you'd be proud of me. I, did, I, I set it up on the podcast where I was like, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know that country music superstar Hardy is from this area, and we could not be more excited to welcome his dad. <laughs> and the camera pans over to his dad. <laughs> He's just in there. And I thought it was really good. And uh, he was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to talk to uh, the Cross Whites, who, you know, they own that Williams Brothers store, which, by the way, I finally went in there. Richard, if you want to go buy me an $800 pair of ostrich skin boots, I'll be happy to wear them. And, uh, and of course, you know, they're related to the Mannings, so we got to talk about the Mannings a little bit as well. So it was was really fun to talk to some of the locals and and, and get to know some. I got some good MSU sports talk as well. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, Would I do it again if I can go back to that cabin? Sure. <laughs> that was, if I'm welcome at a cabin, yes, I would go. And and will like the have you been will you ever oh, been yeah. to the show mechanic oh, fair? Yeah. Oh All yeah. Right, so so the fair cabin setup is it's a mix, right? I mean there are there are cabins that look as if they have not been touched, other than maybe to add a window unit here and there since I don't know the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah, some but, of them don't have window units, which just you I know, know again, yeah, it's crazy. A lot of fans, fans. Uh, but then there are others. That like full on massive renovations have happened. It's like you could pick this up and it could be a great beach house on 30A. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a yeah. little bit of everything. You could. It was a 25 degree drop from the porch to standing out on the street <laughs> of, of of that cabin. As it was that it was that noticeable. Mm. Warmer on the so, porch or on I got, the street? Got, on the street. Oh yeah, okay. Because because the, the, they had the air conditioner coming out of the house and they had about. Ten fans around this. I was just like, "This is this isn't hot at all." And then you step out there, you're like, "My God, <laughs> yeah. I'm baking in my own juices. My button's gonna pop like a turkey any second now." <laughs> I said, "I can't imagine if it'd been 95, 96 degrees. I, I, I don't know." And, and yet, the people that are there somehow managed to embrace it. And 124 uh, and love years, it. I believe. Mm. Yeah, they loved it. Speaking of the Neshoba County Fair. Uh, Mississippi's Giant House Party is back and bigger than ever, and Super Talk Mississippi will be there at Founders Square. Middays with Gerard will be there both Wednesday and Thursday in both uh, the Gallo Show that I'll be sitting in for Paul on Thursday morning, and uh, Gerard will be there on Thursday. So it's uh, one of the most important events of the year, and you will hear from political candidates from across the state as election season heats up. Will, is there any chance... That we could bring Haydad along for the ride on uh, on Thursday morning to uh, help with. The I don't want to be a part of the Richard Cross uh, Derby that is happening on Thursday as Richard Cross traverses from one end of this state to the other. We need actually we need some, I'm, I'm some good. help carrying equipment to and from. And Haydad, if you would, if this is a volunteer opportunity, yes, we would love you if you came out and helped us carry heavy metal boxes of equipment um, to and from. And that's all it would I'm be. No it Tennessee be fan. Else, so you don't have to worry about anything Re- else. Rebecca Turner is the only volunteer on this uh, on this payroll. Hey, this this is my this is my Thursday, six a.m. to nine a.m. Gallo at the Neshoba County Fair. Then I'm going from Neshoba to French Camp. Mm-hmm. Tell you why coming up later this afternoon, and then from French Camp to Pearl, 
We'll tell you why coming up later this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi. Those are teases, hey, Dad. Pearl to Hattiesburg. Pearl to Hattiesburg. And then Hattiesburg after that. We'll be right back. tell you why we'll be in Pearl on Thursday night. Sports Talk Mississippi will be at Trustmark Park, the home of the Mississippi Braves, Thursday for a special event. KLLM, the trucking company that is based here in Mississippi, will be unveiling to the public the 2023 Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and Jackson State football equipment custom-wrapped tractor trailers. And uh, we were there for that a couple years ago. Really cool event. And yeah. I think, I think that it's going to work, and we will be able to uh, visit with the athletics directors from all four schools. So uh, certainly looking forward to that coming up uh, on uh, on Thursday, Friday. Sports Talk Mississippi will be in Hattiesburg for the 2023 Dixie Youth Baseball Division One and Division Two World Series. Tons of games, tons of teams from states as far away as Virginia, North Carolina. And that will be represented in the 2023 Dixie Youth Baseball World Series. The Sports Talk Mississippi at the Larry Doliak Baseball Complex in Hattiesburg will be there on Friday. So, busy week coming up. But but we won't be Sports Talk Mississippi. We are rebranding officially as Triple X. We're going to triple up what Elon's doing here, and we're going to be XXX. Not 30, not 30, just Triple X. Actually, I think that's already trademarked. I think I feel like well, I've gonna, seen I feel like I've seen Hey Dad Triple X on yeah, so, random metal metal yeah. buildings on the side of the interstate. I'm not sure what they are, but I've seen that. Before. Well, then, well then we we got to figure something else out. Then I don't know how many X's we're going to have to put in here to be original, but that's they're, what we're they're doing. fans of the Vin Diesel movie, so they celebrate his whole catalog. Oh, that's so they yeah. put that. On there. <laughs> that, that's that that those are the movies that are available in those stores. <laughs> yeah. That, that one and the one with Ice Cube, those two. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He was in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Good to, yeah. Uh, good to know. <laughs> oh, Thomas in Greenwood. He says, "Didn't the legislature ban things like that this past session?" L O L. Thomas in Greenwood also said, "I've got to make it to the fair one of these days." Thomas and others hitting us up on the ceasefire text line at six zero one eight seven nine four three. Nine five. The best part of the fair is watching the cops and the undercover cops carry all the young, <laughs> intoxicated people out of the concert areas. I didn't have that problem. Um, hey, Dad, you should Google Triple X on your work computer and see if that site is or that uh, name is available. So I looked up X.com earlier today, and for a brief moment, it was available, and I was like, sh- should I? Should I? Yes, and then you it was should not have. Anymore. You, you should I have. I should have. I don't know how much it would have been, but I should have just. I could have called you, I guess, and we could have figured it out. But yeah, uh, Brandon be sitting I, on a gold mine. Dwayne and Brandon asked if I cooked breakfast on Sunday, as I said that I was going to. Hey, you were talking about that, <sighs> Dwayne. Oh. oh, oh, I did not. No. Oh. I went and, you were so went, excited for it. Come on. I really was. No, I was. I, I was excited for it. 
But um, what, let's see, what do we do? Jane and I ended up going to dinner on Sunday night. Obi had been at camp all week. Ava Montgomery Friday night had like stayed at a lockout. The kids were exhausted, so we had to let them sleep a little later. And uh, I went and picked up donuts from Ollie's, and then I went by Bottle Tree and uh, and got my Danish. Hey, Dad. Well, I've only yeah. got a little bit of time left. I mean, it's a you know it's a limited run when when blueberries are in season. That's when I've told you about this before. You have your the own Danish? Danish? Yes, the cross. Oh, okay. So I have a mac and cheese here in Starville, and you have a Danish in Oxford. I wonder which tastes better. Probably the Danish. I'm not going to even lie. I love a blueberry Danish. It's uh, it's a blueberry and lemon Danish. Yeah, I'll eat that, sure. Yeah. Next time I'm in Oxford, if, if I can get one, I'm going to try to do that. It's got like a little bit of the cream cheese icing in it, and then there are blueberries, yeah. fresh okay. blueberries in there with a, uh, Say a less. lemon drizzle Say over less. the top. Ooh, it's, yeah. it's it's really good. So yeah, I picked that up for breakfast. <laughs> Did you can you clip that sound he just made, Will? That oh, yes. he he's, he pulled he went full Jerry Clower there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was Richard uh, Cross yeah. and Marcel Ledbetter were in Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> mm. so, Speaking of cooking, by the way, speaking yes. of cooking, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but like, so I've been ovenless for like three months. My the oven part of my oven went out. I could use the stovetop, but I had no oven. That's why if you've been paying attention on Food Friday, the word lasagna hasn't come out of my mouth in quite a while. Well, I mean, you could. I, uh... I could. I could smoke it. Yes, I know. But finally got the new oven in on Sunday, and so I'm very excited about that. So guess what I'm making this weekend? Lasagna. Lasagna. But I'll also cook out. Don't worry. I won't. I won't leave you hanging on Food Friday. So. My guess is that you don't really care that much about the results of the Open Championship. Here, here's the thing. I know who won mm-hmm. because I saw it on, on, on X Twitter or whatever it is. It's um, just Twitter, okay? Come on. You tell, that, you tell that to your boy Elon. He's calling it X. My boy. And uh, Yeah. But that being said, I watched nothing of it. And for a couple people I follow on Twitter were like, this was one of the most boring British Opens ever. It wasn't very exciting. So I mentioned that I got up Sunday morning, cup of coffee, sitting outside, had the TV on, and Jane walked up. She goes, you're going to be here all day, aren't you? I was like, well, she's like, I was like, why do you say that? She's like, bad weather golf? That's kind of right up your alley. I mean, she's heard me say it a million times. Oh, there's nothing better than watching it when it looks like it's raining and windy and cold and they're all bundled up. So, yeah, it was it was that. But you didn't necessarily have the drama. I was just kind of ho-hum on Brian Harmon until... And not I really lit- the star power either, true? Yeah, you didn't. I mean, Rory tried to make a push for a little while. It just, it, Rahm tried to make a push. It just didn't really happen. So I was kind of ho-hum on the former Georgia Bulldog, Brian Harmon. Left-handed player, doesn't hit it very long. Played a great round of golf, really Saturday and Sunday. He was really, really good. But then I listened to his post-round press conference, and I, I, I can't decide if I'm more intrigued with Brian Harmon and his answers or the reporter. So if you think about listening to a press conference in the United States, right? Reporter asks a question, subject of the question answers the question, and usually it's next question. Sometimes there's a follow-up. But think Ted Lasso. Think Trent Krim, which, by the way, is what I visualized when I was listening to this interaction after the round. Question asked, answer given, 
follow-up question, and then just like some back and forth. The reporter is genuinely trying to learn something here. This was Brian Harmon talking about how he would celebrate after winning the Open Championship and becoming the champion golfer of the year. Andy? Hi, Brian. Um, I'm just wondering if, um, you know, as a, as a treat, and we've made a lot of your... I've screwed it up again, haven't I? Hate it. ...over the past few days, whether there'll be a hunting... I can hear it. Oh. What did you do? I, I, I heard it. There, there we go. Here, eh. Okay, here we go. Rip to celebrate whether you'll go out or seeing as you've won quite a lot of money today, is there money for a, a new rifle? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bow hunter, no new rifles. Uh, I did, uh, I had a nice week a couple weeks ago and I bought a new tractor for my hunting place. So I'll get home and I'll be on the tractor uh, mowing grass uh, in the next week. I'll be very excited about that. So that's going to be your reward, you're going to ride your tractor? Yeah, I might take a whole day and just, just put my phone away and go get on the tractor. Can you tell us a little bit more about your tractor, please? Well, I haven't seen it yet. I've got a, I've, I've, it's, it's on order. We got a, it's a 105 horse Kubota tractor, and it's, it's going to be a pretty one. Kubota. What color? Orange. Okay. So, how many acres will you mow? Let's see. We've got about 25 acres of food plots that need, and gosh, I don't know how many miles of roads, but I'd, I'd call it probably 40 acres total that needs to get mowed. I'm a little bit lost because I've never known an open champion celebrate by mowing grass on a tractor. <laughs> I got a lot of layers, man, I'm like onion. <laughs> <laughs> will you just, sorry, I'll be my final question. You, will that be the place where you just lose yourself and come back down to earth from, from all this? It'll be your ultimate sort of chill out. My uh, family is up at uh, Lake House in upstate New York, so I'm going to get there tomorrow evening, and then I'll spend three days with them, and we'll do some fishing, and I'll get to spend some really good time with my family. So that's where I'll disappear, and then... Um, take it, take it from there. And how much was the tractor? For sure? How much? Yeah, how much it cost you? Oh gosh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably, probably I, I can't. I, I haven't told my wife how much I spent on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that back and forth between the reporter, like this, this, need, the incredulity need, that he has. Hey, Dad, for wait, you're gonna do what? And now he's like, we need that guy to interview. We need that guy to interview athletic directors. He can get, maybe he can get something out of those guys that we're not getting from the word salads they drop on us every day. Also, hey Brian, if our friends at uh, Divinity Equipment could have gotten you a, probably a much better deal on that Kubota. I, I got a kick out. I was like, "What color is it?" I knew what color it was. Absolutely. Jonathan was just Kubota. in here from from, it's from Divinity like five minutes ago. I literally just talked to him. He could have got him a much better See? deal. Give him a much better deal. Brian, yeah. give us a call. Well, and, and you knew you were not in the South when he's like, he just told you it's a Kubota tractor. Oh, really? <laughs> what color? <laughs> what color is it? They yeah. only make it orange been worse there, if said John, If he had said John Green, it been wor- John Deere, it would have been much worse if he had asked that question. Yeah. So, and then at the end, he's like, how much it cost? What did it cost you? <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Sports Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gonna say, hey, Dad? Nah, not on this one. 
I bet you do. Stick with it. Plowing these fields in the hot summer sun. I don't know this song that well. You know what the song is, though. I know what the song is, yes. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Amanda chiming in from Pike County. She says, I've got a Kubota. Said it's a rare one. It was my dad's. She says, my daddy's. Said he named her Tilly back in 1974, and she is still chugging. There you go, man. That's a good piece of American-made equipment right there. I like it. I like it. Hey, Dad, we got a little bit of uh, catching up to do. I know that. <laughs> you could say that. I know that surprises you. It is time for us to continue the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. This day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This day is bananas. 100 teams in 100 days. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. We start things off today with what would have been Saturday's team, team number 42 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, the Texas Longhorns. You know, top, top five. Top five fight song. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I couldn't decide whether to start with that or whether we should have started with this. I mean, the build-up to the stat, it just feels majestic. The eyes of Texas are upon you. All the live long day. All right, what, what if we give yes. what if we give Texas credit for something? Texas, I mean, I'm down. Texas barbecue. stood up to the cancel culture of the plea a couple of years ago to get rid of the eyes of Texas. Yeah, because of something that it meant 120 years ago, and they're like, "Yeah, no, no, we're 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 gonna do it." We're going to do it. If that's a problem for you, you can just mosey on off the field. Then everybody else is going to stand there. They're going to go horns up. We're going to sing it with the 100,000 people in the stadium. So, tip of the cap to uh, to Texas for that. I, I agree with you. This is – you you can feel however you want to about Texas coming into the SEC. Those uppity, schmuckety, Austin's weird, et cetera, et cetera, you know, whatever – the T-sips. Um, yeah. But there is no question that the show band of the Southwest, the Texas Longhorn Band, is a fabulous addition to the Southeastern Conference. Right, right there with the Golden Band from Tigerland and the Million Dollar Band in the top, however you want to fit, make that tier work for you. That's my how top many, three next How year. many SEC teams would you put in Tier 1 for marching bands? Including Texas those, and OU coming into the league, just those three. Those, I I could be what's I forget what they're called. The, the Power of Dixieland, the the Auburn band, the Auburn band is very very good. Auburn's is really good. 
Tennessee's is really good. I've only seen them once, so I can't. I don't, you know. But I, you know, obviously I see them on TV. But yeah, I just feel like those are my top. That's my top four. No order. In in no particular, like draw them out of a hat. LSU. Yeah. Incoming Alabama. Texas, Alabama. Yeah. And Auburn. Uh, and Auburn. Yeah. If I told you that the best song that Alabama's million dollar band plays is mm-hmm. Basket Case. Would you throw something at me? <laughs> well, the problem with that is a lot of teams play that. So it's not they're not the only one. Not ones, like that. So. Not like that they don't. They play it good. They play they're they're good. That's their um I mean like their transition from the third quarter to the fourth quarter is mm-hmm. a combination of Basket Case by Green Day from the band and then Dixieland Delight over the loudspeakers. <laughs> It's like, yeah, okay. Anyway, Texas. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Should be good. How good? Well, Bill Bender, we had him on a while back. I, I, it stuck with me when he described them. He talked about how they should be elite offensively. Elite. Well, that leads me to believe you should be in the discussion to be in the playoff. If you've got an elite offensive team, you should be good enough defensively to be in that discussion. I like Quinn Ewers a lot. I think he's one of the top two or three quarter. I mean, if Caleb Williams is 1-1, it's between Ewers, Penix, and 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 uh Drake May for me for 1-2. Okay. You know, if you're doing going that route. So, I love Xavier Worthy, tremendously talented, speedy wide receiver. You know they've recruited he's well, not and I like Sarkeesian. No, no, he's 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 just big enough. He's not like, he's like not six one one seventy. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I I like Sarkeesian. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's starting to get that program going in the right direction just in time to come into the SEC and have to probably face a little bit of a roadblock. But good recruiter, good play caller. Texas should be if Texas isn't good this year, then they don't have the right guy. I don't think. I don't think Sarkeesian's the, the right guy. And then, then the search continues for them for the right guy since 2005. So Quinn Ewers last year completed 58%, 2,177 yards, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. And he was injured, right? He hurt in the Alabama game, missed some time. Hudson Card played a fair amount. But the numbers for Quinn Ewers from a year ago don't just blow you away. So why is everybody so high on Quinn Ewers? That, I mean, is that a because fair question? Of, yes, I think a lot of it is the first quarter or, or whatever it was of that Alabama game last year where he was driving them down the field. It was like, oh, this might this might happen. And then as soon as he got hurt, the, Texas couldn't move. Couldn't move the football. I mean... Last year was his first year as a starter, mm-hmm. playing in the Big 12 against quality teams, and he was he was good. And you see the physical tools. So, I think I think he takes a leap this year. Okay, we'll uh, we'll see. He had four straight games where he completed less than sixty percent of his passes. He did have a big game against OU in Red River, where he had four touchdown passes and threw for just shy of three hundred yards. Started the first two games, hurt in the first half of the Alabama game. Missed the next three. So it was a little bit up and down from an injury standpoint. Uh, hey, Dad mentioned Xavier Worthy a moment ago. 60 catches, 760 yards, nine touchdowns. Top three receivers are back from a season ago, and that accounts for 15 touchdowns. Now, there is a 
glaring loss on this Texas offense that's supposed to be so very good. It's a guy by the name of Bijan. Bijan Robinson, over 1,500 yards last year total, 18 touchdowns on the ground for Robinson last season. He's gone. And so is their second-leading rusher, Roshan Johnson. So we'll see. But this is Texas, right? This is Earl Campbell and Butch Hadnot and Ricky Williams and Cedric Benson and then Bijan Robinson. I mean, Texas has running backs. You know, the, the, you know, there's somebody there. They're going to hand the ball off to him, and by the end of the season, he'll be over a thousand yards. All right, final season in the Big Twelve for Texas. They open the year with Rice at home, Week Two. All eyes will be on Tuscaloosa when the Longhorns and the Crimson Tide hook up Week Three. They got Wyoming at home. Then they start Big Twelve play at Baylor on September 23rd. Kansas, and then Oklahoma in Dallas at the fairgrounds, at the Cotton Bowl. Open date. They go to Houston, newcomer to the Big 12. They host BYU. Mm -hmm. They host Kansas State. Back-to-back road games at TCU and Iowa State. And they host Texas Tech. I'm going back to what you said a second ago. If they're elite, as Bill Bender pointed out, then they need to be in the conversation for the college football playoff. That is a schedule that puts Texas in the should put Texas in the conversation for the college football playoff. They should be eleven and one. They should lose, they're gonna lose, I think they'll lose to Alabama. They'll lose to Alabama and that should be it. They should not lose at Baylor. No. I don't think I mean Red River's weird sometimes. You've seen bad versions of Texas beat Oklahoma. You've seen not great versions of Oklahoma beat Texas. But they're better than Oklahoma right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. At least on paper. Mm-hmm. The road Killed trip to Houston. I mean, I mean, come on. That November 11th game at TCU. Ooh, might want to circle that one. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Might want to circle that one. Texas, team number 42. You know, I'm be there, Richard. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to be there. On the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. More coming up. Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Big energy on the 24th of July, Monday. Happening in Mississippi sports. You'll hear about it first, right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad predicted that a big offer was coming from the Saudis to one of the best professional soccer players on the planet. After missing out on Leo Messi, Saudi team Al-Hilal made a record 
300 million euro bid for Kylian Mbappe. Is that, did I say it correctly? Mbappe. 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 Did I get it right that time? No, it's not. Yeah, no. Uh, Mbappe. Um, PSG confirmed the offer for its player and has given Al-Hilal permission to open negotiations directly with Mbappe, but sources told ESPN that Mbappe is not interested in the offer. So let me get this right. There is an offer on the table for $332 million from a Saudi team for Mbappe, and he's like, nah, I'm good. Yep. So I told you, that and, he wants to play against the best. He wants to play in the Champions League. He, he's not interested in going over there and being a sideshow. Now, help me understand this. The the 300 million euro offer, mm-hmm. that's only part of the, the deal, right? Because I, I read another story where it said he was turning down like 700 and something million dollars all in to play for one year with the Saudis. Well, the 300 million is what goes to PSG goes to Paris Saint-Germain, the, his team, then they have to give a, him a contract, which would probably be some sort of ridiculous number like that, yes. Okay, so that was the bid that they made to PSG. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to get another 400 and something million on top of that. Something. Yeah, something like that. Wow. Good money in soccer. Yeah, there is. But like I said, I don't think he'll take it. I th- the, 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 the Paris thinks that he's already made a, a backroom deal with Real Madrid to, to go there at the end of this year. So they're just, that's why he didn't, he's not traveling with the team right now. He, they're, they're on a tour, I think, in Japan, and he, he didn't yeah. go with. So, so, Will, that's the fascinating thing for this. I mean, here, you got a player, you're going to play your player, right? I mean, because you're filling up seats and whatever else. PSG cut Mbappe from their preseason tour of Japan on Saturday with the French club determined to find an offer for him unless he can be convinced to sign a new contract. Is this is this like standard op- operating procedure in soccer land? No. No, it happens sometimes. There are sometimes you just get a guy who doesn't want to re-sign and you've got to do, do a deal for him. Um Chelsea kind of went through it a few years back with Eden Hazard, who ended up signing with Real Madrid. But he was very open with the club, and, and he's like, I want to go to Real Madrid. And so they found a deal, and they got a good price for him. Um, Mbappe is kind of the same thing. He wants to go play for Real Madrid. He wants to take over there. Um, and right, so, it's just, so if Mbappe, you know, if he were to go to, to Madrid, that mm-hmm. would be part of La Liga for his like yes. regular, like the regular season. Yes. Correct. But then if they win La Liga, then they are eligible to be part of the Champions League? Well, you should have finished in the top three of La Liga to go to the Champions League. Okay. And so Champions is made up of Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, and something else? Or is that it? La- League One, which is the French League, which is where Paris Saint-Germain currently plays, and okay. Serie A, which is where the Italians play. Okay. Gotcha. Plus some other small European leagues get to send their champion, like the Dutch League and the, the Belgians and all that. The Dutch? The Turkish. The Dutch? The Dutch. The Dutch. Ajax, yeah. They play with wooden shoes. 
They do not. They do not. The Dutch beat the Americans in the World Cup just a few months ago. Just well, those wooden shoes them kicked the them all further. That's one. <laughs> yeah. Square toes. They'll get you every time. Yeah. Will. Uh, so. Chris in Oxford said, I, I guarantee you PSG wanted him to take the offer for one year from the Saudis. I'm yeah, sure they would, but he's he's not going to take that. He wants to play in the Champions League. He's still, the, he's still young. I mean, he's only 24. This isn't Ronaldo going over there at 37. This is a guy who's still got a decade of great play in front of him. Do you know what $400 million in your pocket at 24 years old I mean, does? I, get, I get it, but he's, you know, there, okay. there is a thing sometimes where it's like, I'm making enough money, but I want I can't play against the top players in the world, you know, if I'm, if I'm over there. He'd he, he get like 70 goals a game over there. It'd be stupid. 70 per game? No, uh, it, I'm, uh, yeah, a season, I meant. A season. So that would be that would be impressive. It'd be pretty good. Regardless you, you of the level of competition. You'd start watching soccer at that point. You'd start uh, watching soccer, that kind of offense. Moe says maybe he doesn't want to live in Saudi Arabia. That's probably part of it. Um, it's a dry heat. There's another one. Hey, if he had been says, born in Texas, that he would be the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour coming up. We'll start things off with winners and losers when we come back. Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thank you for being with us on this Monday afternoon. We hope that Michael Borky feels better. He sounded horrible this morning. Yes, he did. Like, like yes, he was. He we, we got on our call this morning, and Borky goes, "Guys, I'm gonna do my best to uh, I don't know, be there this afternoon." His voice was about. Two octaves deeper than it normally is. Yeah, so much and, congestion. And, and we kind of like at the exact same time, we're like, ah, uh, yeah, you need to take a day off, buddy. We're not really asking you. We're just kind of telling you. I, I think I said, hey, are yeah. you going to call Will or do you want me to? He's like, I, I'll, I'll let Yeah, we, we had to play dad on that one. Yeah. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So we're hoping that Borky feels better and will be back with us soon. Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's kind of like what Borky sounded like this morning. Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Two 18-hole championship golf courses. The Oaks and the Azaleas available for you to play. Need a break from the fair just for a day, for an afternoon? Just scoot over from the fair to Dancing Rabbit. Squeeze in a little golf. Wash all that red dirt off of you and enjoy the golf. Then you can head back for the uh, for the concert that night or... Do the rides at the fair. I, I kind of wish that Hey Dad had stayed around Saturday night for the Tilt a Whirl. I, I, I really kind of do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. The uh, perhaps the Ferris wheel. No, uh, no chance of that happening. None. Have you ever ridden a Ferris wheel in your life? Yes, once. Never again. Did you get sick? 
I don't like heights. I, 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 I was talked into it. When I, you did it? No, no. I just was just like I. I wish I would. I wish I was dead. I don't want to be up here. I don't want. I don't want to do this. Can we make this thing go faster? Which was which was the worst part? Was it the the like ascent up, or was it when you started mm. down and you're like you're looking straight and out? It's, like, it was reaching it reaching the apex there. Yeah, I was just like. Mm. Eh. So nothing. Let's Peter related. Griffin no. there for a second. No, 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 no Ferris wheel, no roller coaster. No, God, no. Will, can I tell you how I did one of those? Uh, was? I did one of those stupid uh, space shot things at the was it Adventure, whatever it is in, in in Hoover or Birmingham, where they just shoot you up in the air. What a dumb thing to do! Uh, the ejection seat deal, where it's like a big rubber band, and it just kind of goes up and down and up and down and spins. Well, you know, it shoots you up in the air. You're way up in the air. I didn't, I didn't like that. Sky coaster would be the best for you. So the, the sky coaster, so they, they they strap you into this harness, and then they uh. clip it back, and you're you're standing like you're standing, and it feels really awkward while you're just standing there with all this stuff strapped to you, and mm. then the hook pulls and you fall forward, and so no no no, no, no so like you're That's hanging awful. three feet <laughs> off the ground, parallel to the ground, and then. It starts to draw you back. And so, like, there's this big arch, and then there, there are these two poles that kind of come off of the side. And you got you, you got cables that are attached to all these things. And so, hey, Dad, it's, uh, if you're watching on Super Talk TV and you've ever been on this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, so you're, you're parallel to the ground, and it starts pulling you slowly up, slowly up, slow. And you get to about, I don't know, 75 or 100 feet, and you're just hanging in the air. And here's the part. Here's the part. They don't release you. You have to yank the ripcord yourself. At that point. I'd still be up there. (laughs) I was going to say, would you pull the cord or would you just hang there? I just, I would, they would have to, they would, I'd be like, you're going to bring me in. That's what's going to happen here. Y'all going to have to figure this out. So the coolest part, you you pull the cord and the way it's made, you free fall for about, I don't know, 30 or 40 feet. Enough for it to like feel like your stomach got left up there. And then it just turns yeah. into a big swing. It's like back and forth. Oh, big swing. Yeah, sounds, sounds great. great. No chance. Will, have you ever done one of those? I went to the I've Stratosphere. and uh, It does sound fun. It's really I went to the Stratosphere in Vegas and went all the way up, and I saw the, the ride, and I was just like, there's, there's no sum of money. They could offer me ownership of this casino, and I would not jump out there. No chance. Dwayne and Brandon is watching on Super Talk TV, and he said, "As we speak, hey, Dad is turning green." As literally, the description of that was just like, yeah. my wife wrote something when they had it at Six Flags of of Atlanta called Acrophobia. It was one of those things that takes you up nice and slow, and you're just, you're sort of looking straight out, and then when you get to the top, it leans you forward, so you're staring straight down, and then it drops you. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would just die halfway down in that one. I'm assuming that means no bungee cool. jumping also, right? Nah, probably not ever going to happen. I would scream like a little girl. Skydiving out of the question? Probably not, no. Yeah, I, I can't see it happening. You want me to jump out of this perfectly good airplane? <laughs> perfectly good airplane! <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh-uh. Will, have you, ever, have you ever bungee jumped? I never have. I'm not afraid of heights. Uh, I... I don't mind them, but I've never done that. I've always, I think I should. Maybe off are a bridge you, or something. 
Are you afraid of a rubber band magically losing its elasticity or having too much of it? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's been accidents over the years. It seems like, I don't know, you don't hear about that many accidents with it. Like, so, you know, maybe the chances? I'll, 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 a couple of years, I'll I skydive. I'll skydive if uh, if Will will go on a snake house with me. Go to the zoo. Go to the snake house. Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> they're behind glass. I don't care if they're. I don't care. Can you not behind, take one? They better the all be here? dead we, before we Will get gets in there. Skydive for you to walk it. into a room where snakes are on the other side. Of the I glass. might. I might. I might have to have him do one of those. Like when the kids come out and they have the snake and he's got to pet it or something. I might need that to skydive. I can't process that. <laughs> hey, Dad. You, you yeah, know, see? You, what are you, you scared of, Richard? you got to have something. Water balloon. And don't give me something existential. Water balloon. <laughs> see, he's not afraid. He took it on the chin. Uh, I swear. Don't give me something existential like, you know, your, your kids being in distress. Something you're actually scared of. If you were going on Fear Factor, what's the one thing that you would be like? What's the thing oh, no, you're just I'm like, not. ah. All right, so so this is this yeah. is not existential, but I will tell you one of the scarier moments that I have had in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I didn't know the terrain all that well. We can tie this back to Brian Harmon. So I was driving a tractor, a big tractor, that had a big bush hog attached and there was a ditch through the middle of this kind of bumpy, undulating field that I didn't know was there, and one of the wheels went off, and I kind of felt the tractor tipping, like yeah. like one of the... And, yeah. and so, I mean, that is a... <laughs> Look at Will. He just felt that. I mean, the, I've, the, I've been there, done that. The, there are a couple yeah. of things at play there. One of them is, okay, I don't own this fine piece of machinery and I can't afford to replace it and I probably can't even afford to fix it um and the other thing is it's like it's just scary it's like if I fall out of this thing that bush dog's going and and, and so you like have to take a second to kind of get your wits about you and you're like okay this is kind of made to withstand this turn off the PTO so the blades will stop spinning on the bush hog remember the tractor is four-wheel drive the bush hog's not going to allow the tractor to flip. It's not steep. So that being on a large piece of machinery where it feels like it's going to tip is that's a little scary to me. Mm-hmm. But not, you don't have anything like you know, like Will has snakes. Spiders I have rats. Or snakes I'm, scared. Or I'm scared to death of rats. I can't deal with them. You know, all that stuff. I don't. Well, I don't that's, love that's everybody. snakes, but I'm not like deathly afraid of them. I mean, we we have we have examined the fact that I pulled a pistol out in the middle of my backyard in the middle of the day across the street from a park and shot a king snake because I didn't really want to mess with it. It's a king snake. That's the one you're supposed to leave alone. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Okay, everybody loves to tell Unless you. Unless you're Will East, well, in which that's case, one of the good ones. Pop, pop. I, that is as we're talking about Will this. East. As we're talking about this, my neighbor who is listening just tweet just texted me a photo from his house which is right next door to mine and a big old you know what in his yard which is next to mine yard here's the question that i was going to ask see will's like why a pistol get an ar-15 after that thing (laughs) (laughs) do you have a rocket launcher or something 
This is only a 20 gauge. Do we have a 12? Just asking. (laughs) Do we have a tank? Do we have a tank? Run it over and then have military experience here. (laughs) Does anybody actually own one of those (laughs) flamethrowers? Will East is calling in a drone strike on a snake. (laughs) Um, That was winners and losers. Uh, we're we're going to get to winners and losers. Oh, hey, we'll just push back our next team in 100 teams in 100 days. We're yeah, going to get to winners be fine and losers. At this point. Uh, yeah. You know, Will has. He's got one of those <laughs> concrete ponds in his backyard. Hey, Dad. I just. Yeah. You had the experience where uh, you go to clean a skimmer and there's one in the basket? I make my wife do it. I'm not going to lie. Really? I'm like, Carrie, get out there and clean it. I'm not doing it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I actually believe you. I believe this about you. I saw the video. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We'll be right back. Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Richard, I was just uh, describing to Will. Do, did you do you remember that video a couple of years back that went viral with, of the iguana being chased by like fifty snakes? No, I'll send it to you because you'll watch it. But I was describing it to Will. I was like, Will, you would literally have a heart attack and die if you not not just if this happened to you if you just watched this video. What kind of snakes do we think they were? They were racer snakes. This is something in the, the Galaca, the islands off of Ecuador. I can't pronounce the, <laughs> the, the, the Galapagos. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. I knew where they were. I knew where they were. And uh, this iguana is just sort of chilling out, and he, he feels one of those snakes coming up on him, and he takes off, and then it's like gang warfare, like 50 <laughs> snakes are after him. Hey. Oh, there. Let me send this. Uh, we got a video from from JD in Oxford. Uh oh. With um, he he told me I read his text, and then I read it a second time, and um, I, I realized that I knew exactly where he was talking about. It was a place that I frequent regularly, and he said this was the fourth one that they've caught and released this year. I appreciate the catching. Funny. JD, I uh, I'm not so sure about the releasing. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah. All right, let me. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna DM this to you, Richard. You can watch no, it during the, great. Uh, the break. Great. That's good. Good break. to know that. Hey, it's Monday. It's a little bit later than normal, but it is time for winners and losers. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm a loser, baby. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner. And we'll not tolerate a loser. Winner never quit. 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 Winner Okay. But then, but then there's an apology attached, and I'm wondering if it makes it 
less of a loser story or mm-hmm. if this is just a um, I'm sorry because I've got caught apology. No. Is this, it, does it involve a dog? No. Okay. Uh, then tell it, and let, let's let's be the judge of this then. Um, we don't start PGA, with losers often. This must be a good one. PGA Tour Canada officials continued an investigation into whether Justin Doden had changed his scorecard after it was signed during last week's Commissioner's Ottawa Open. The 28-year-old tour pro from Minnesota went to Twitter this afternoon. On Twitter, I'll tell you what he said on Twitter X when we come in. On X. So, Doden withdrew from the tournament after playing his second round last Friday when questions arose regarding his score at the 18th hole. Earlier that afternoon, according to a report online from Ryan French at Monday Q Info, that would be Monday Qualifier Info, a player who competed with Doden during the round noticed the leaderboard listed Doden with a score of three under for the tournament. That would indicate that after an opening round 68, Doden shot a second round 71. However, that player said he watched Doden finish what he thought was a 73 after making a 7 on the par 5 home hole. The player questioning the score approached tournament officials, who eventually pulled his scorecard, and according to the story, when they looked at the card, they noticed that the 7 that had been made on the 18th had been erased and replaced with a 5. The difference between 1 under after 36 holes and 3 under was significant. 3 under was the number for the cut line. And so at three under, he gets to hang around for the weekend and play for a paycheck. At one under, he packs his bags and heads to the house. However, it gets worse. After withdrawing... Isn't that backwards? What? At one under, he makes the cut, right? No, no, no. no, no, no. Three under, 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 under. I was thinking the cut was over. Okay, you're good, you're good, you're good. Go ahead. So, once he withdraws, pulls his score out, the cut line actually moved to two under par because there's like a, it's usually like top 71 in ties. Mm -hmm. 13 additional players who thought they were going to miss the cut to stay in the tournament and play on the weekend were able to stay in the tournament and play for the weekend and play for a check. Because this guy withdrew. Okay. Okay. His playing partner confirmed that he made a seven. And that he changed the score after the card had already been signed. So this is like full on big time scumbag stuff in the golf world. Yeah. Surprised it's not Patrick Reed. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about loser. But. Earlier today, what he say? Justin Doden on Twitter platform X said, "I am here to confess of the biggest mistake I have made in my life to date. I cheated in golf. This is not who I am. I let my sponsors down. I let my competitors down. 
I let my family down. I let myself down. I pray for your forgiveness, John 1, 9. So we get a Bible verse there at the end. Now, here's one thing. In the responses to Twitter, no, no, hold on. This part of the story, part of the story. Hey, Dad. Uh huh. John one nine is the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. First John one nine is if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And so somebody quickly pointed out in the Twitter comments to his quote, pretty sure you meant 1 John 1, 9 there, buddy. <laughs> Chief, pal. What a, a screw-up. So, yeah, it's loser. Justin, Justin Doden, loser or loser trending loser. toward, nah. like, okay, justification. Loser. loser. Okay. He, he cheated. He got caught. He gave a, a forced apology. Loser. Okay, there we go. There's your loser. All right. All right. Have you uh, uh, for, have you a winner or a loser? I have a winner, and we have to go back to soccer. But come on, man, Leo Messi, come on! That Friday night, that was incredible, dude. It's, uh, is it unbelievable? Unbelievable! And of course, it's him. That's twice. That's twice. The last two superstars who've come from Europe, and and their first game have made stupid, incredible first impressions. Laton. Did it a couple years back, and now Messi gets the thirty-plus yard free kick over the wall into the goal with no with the last kick of the game mm-hmm. to win it for uh, Inter Miami. That was really really awesome. All right, l- he l- still l- got me, it. Can can I add and paint part of the picture? Yeah, sure. So so if you missed it, Leo Messi making his MLS debut for Miami, a team owned by David Beckham. Stoppage mm-hmm. time, end of the game, penalty kick, long penalty kick. Hey, I just told you, 30 yards out. And he hits a bend it like Beckham shot into like the top left corner, goalkeeper no diving keeper to his right, that. and he's not getting there. Hammers at home in his debut, sold out, maybe biggest deal in American <laughs> soccer in a long time. And did you see really the picture that, that's made? So, like, everybody that's behind where he is to kick has their mm-hmm. phones up. They're all videoing yeah. it, except for one person, David Beckham, who happens mm-hmm. to be sitting lined up almost directly behind Messi, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there watching it. He's thinking, I could make this, too. <laughs> that's what he's thinking. He's like, I could get it in there. Will he do it? Can or could It's incredible. Have. Really. He probably he could probably still get pop pop it in there. Okay, that was great. But really fun, really fun. Yeah, that that was a cool cool highlight uh, for everybody. So I enjoyed that. Um, we got some uh, we got some messages on the ceasefire text line. Lucas, easiest winner of all time. Hey, Dad, getting to experience the Neshoba County Fair and the amazing catfish at the D's cabin. There you go. It was fun. Loser. The open coverage. Really? You make people get on your streaming service to watch the last few holes of the first and second rounds? Garbage. I mean, no offense intended, this isn't the Travelers Championship. It's one of the four majors. Just stick with network coverage until it all stops. Hey.
We'll grab some more of your winners and losers when we continue in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We'll might even have one. We'll check when we get back. More Sports Talk Mississippi now. Now. Wait, the Aquatic got away? Maybe not permanently. Yes. Did, he, did he completely get away? Yes. Wow. He, sur- he survived the encounter. I can't believe you haven't seen that video. That went all not. over the place. And there's a great uh, great version of it where Snoop Dogg uh, narrates it. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, you were so, literally so, so, on the edge of your seat for a full 60 seconds there. Well, I mean, so when the, the big law, I mean, those are long snakes, too. Yeah. When he first struck... I felt bad for the iguana. Then he took off. I was like, man, you got to run. He did not look like he was moving very well. <laughs> and he, then, was, he was shifty. He had, he had some slither to him. He had some, some, uh, some athleticism. Well, and it's like a Barry it. Sanders type. There were like four snakes that wrapped him up, and he got away from it. I thought they were like, just like Barry, down on him. He's like Barry Sanders. He's not down until he's down. Wow. He breaks tackles. Hmm. That that video will get your adrenaline going, man. It's only it, it'll get you moving. Going back, this popped up because of the question you asked me: Is there anything that I'm like really afraid of? And I mean, yeah. I guess like I'm not super duper skittish, but I mean, there's stuff that I don't really like. I don't love snakes, but yeah. you know, setting the town on fire that yeah. might be something that you like to avoid. He's not afraid little, of fire. I'll tell you, I'm that. a little afraid of doing that. Yes. Yeah. Um, doing it again. <laughs> doing it twice. We we got a few. I've um I've never been a fan of bats. They are the rats of the air. Terrifies me walking in my car at night. Here's Pigeons one. are that way the too. Pigeons are the, the rats air. of the sky. The rats of the sky. Walking through the dark woods in the morning, going bow hunting, and walking face first into a giant spider web that scares the heck out of me. Ooh. I have literally stripped off half of my clothes, making sure there was not a spider on me. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some people don't like the spiders. Story time here on the uh, C Spire text line. Had a massive black racer on the porch last week. Kim and Sherwood adore snakes. They eat venomous snakes and the pesky little rodents I've struggled ridding of this season in the house. I have watched this snake for the past five years. As a small snake, he would rest his head on the porch. I am grateful to him. I've mentioned that, that I have a two-layer defense system in my house against rats. I keep a, There's a snake in the backyard that I don't bother, and there's four cats inside the house. I, I'm going to stay rat-free no matter what it takes. Hmm. We're gonna block this guy. I can't. I can't deal with that. We had uh, Jimbo <laughs> Fisher as a loser, just because. 
Sure. Okay. Uh, I love this story. This is from David Ripley. In the 90s, many of you in North Mississippi will be able to relate to this story. Many of you. In the 90s, my brother-in-law and I rode the Zippin' Pippin' roller coaster in Memphis. <laughs> it was at Liberty Land, by the way. It was about a 30-minute wait, yeah, so while waiting, I was reading the sign about the last remaining wooden roller coaster in the United States, the fact that it was built in the 20s, all while popping, creaking, swaying, etc. By the way, n- n- narrator's, uh, narrator's note here, Dave from Ripley, if you ever rode the Zippin' Pippin while standing in line from that, you question the sanity of the decision that you were making. While you were in line, as it creaked, squeaked, it was loud. Swayed, it was loud. Loud. I mean, it's clack, 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 clack. All right. So, picking up Dave's story, he says, um, "On the way up, almost to the apex, there was a big lurch. <laughs> we were in the last car, kind of like a bicycle chain slipping a link, and my brother-in-law screamed, "Oh my gosh, we've come loose!" Said everybody in front of us turned around, and then we went straight down. Needless to say, I survived, but we had a good time. (laughs) Or had a good laugh. That's funny. All right, hey, Dad, I'm going to wade off into the uncomfortable for you just for a second. Rusty says, loser. The women's U.S. national team for their disrespect during the national anthem. He says it's shameful. Oh, what? What? What they do this time? They stood. The majority of them did not sing, did not have That's... their hands over their heart. They were just kind of standing there, staring off. Okay. And there's That's been a, a lot big of boost from the last time. <laughs> Better than it was, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think when you couple that with some of the statements that have been made by some of the players leading up to the uh, World Club, there's uh, yeah, there's some. Mm. People are looking a funny for a reason, perhaps, to be offended, yeah. given the build-up to the event. There was a, some funniness, some humor on Twitter, uh, or on X, on a Saturday morning. I guess it was still Twitter at that time. Because somebody found a collection of quotes from one of the Ole Miss message boards of how their fan, those people were cheering for Vietnam in, in that game. And some message board. They, they were the, they were the least communist team on the on the field. That's that what day. I saw. They, they said the Vietnamese. <laughs> the least. But then some of the replies were not the first time those guys have gone against the United States. So it was just humor in every possible direction. I was laughing. Uh, winner Mississippi Fox Hunters. Their eighth annual benefit for Labonner Children's Hospital raised one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. Well, wow, done. awesome, great. That's fantastic. That's um, Why are we at that event? We we need to go fox hunting. Josh, do they have the horses and everything? Do we have a? How does that do work? What? They are we on? Are they on horseback doing the the fox hunting? Is it like it is over in England? Get the guy on the horn. Ooh, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need don't more know. information. Uh, Josh and Laurel says he was driving his mom's car and a spider came down. It was two inches from his face and he nearly wrecked. <laughs> I love how we're just weaving out the things that we're terrified of with winners and losers. Like, it's just all one it is, big... It's fun. Just a communal it's one conversation. Big happy family. 
Uh, yeah. I was on the Zip and Pippin when it broke once. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, that's scary. I'm glad I was never on the Zip and Pippin from the sound of it. That roller coaster, this is Chris and Oxford. He says that roller coaster sold for like five or six thousand dollars, something really small at auction about 20 years ago. Somebody from Minnesota bought it. I, I remember some, but they had to like come and disassemble it and remove it. Here we go. It's in Green Bay. I'm looking it up right now. Well, we get it. We got it. Zip and Pippin is still in operation. It's now in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Goodness. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for all the interaction on the C Spire text line. Those are your winners, your losers, and the things that you are deathly afraid of all rolled into one. Oh, we left out a winner. What did I miss? Tom Amansky. Big winner today. Back to back to back. AAU National Championships. And now a baseball player enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Fred McGriff yesterday Fred was, was inducted. Right. So there you go, Tom Amansky. You can this put that on the, your video. This is the video that gets results. <laughs> yes. He later admitted that he'd never seen a, it before. Never seen a moment of those videos. He just took his paycheck and went. There was a great article. I don't know if it was in Sports Illustrated or something, but about, or maybe it was in The Athletic, about that. And then, like, so, I forget all the, all the details. So the story it's, was it's ESPN got a cut of it. That's the reason why they ran yeah. it so much uh, oh my from gosh. Like the, the, you know, the mid-90s Tom up until Amansky. the 2000s. Like, what did he win? What are these championships? They didn't win, like, the Little League World Series or anything. What are they winning? What was the AAU? Back to back to back. Back to back to back. Like, yeah. not one major league player off those teams? Not one. Agree. What are the odds? I'm so impressed with the instructional videos by Coach Amansky that I've given them my full endorsement. When you watch them, you'll know why. Baseball World's defensive drill video makes a great <laughs> gift and benefits players of all ages and ability levels and improves coaches. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, give us a call right now. 1-800-352-2121. So they, they estimated that thing ran like 50,000 times. That I commercial. believe it. <laughs> and if you remember watching SportsCenter back in the day, it was on yeah. almost every commercial break, it seemed like. But ESPN got a cut of it. That's the reason why they ran it so much. Tom Amansky. Like somebody should have he should have been like the manager of the Yankees if he was that good. My goodness. <laughs> should replace so, Stump Mitchell with Tom Amansky. We've had several people let us know that Elvis was a huge fan of the Zip and Pippin. He used to rent it out and ride it for hours. Really? It's his favorite ride. I I can totally see that. I'm gonna get on that Zip and Pippin, man. Hmm. Uh, no horses, hey, Dad. We run at the Grenada Fox Preserve. Well, Are you still I'm interested out. in being a fox hunter? <laughs> nah, I am no longer interested. CC in Cenotopia says we used to see wood chips dropping while we would wait in line to ride the Pippin. <laughs> so exciting knowing that we just might die. <laughs> That's why they call it a thrill ride. The thrill of death. Thing that I'm deathly afraid of, ticks. When you find one, you start itching all over. Never had a tick, thankfully. What? I've never had a tick, thankfully. Ever? No, ever. I've never had a tick. Hey, Dad, this is what happens when you stay inside and play FIFA World Cup on your console all day, every day for your entire life. You'll get ticks playing Metroid as a kid. Yeah. Jeez, I never had a tick. That's insane.
in Mississippi. We'll be back. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Will, you have to share the fun fact that you learned about the Zip and Pippin during the break. Okay, the Zip and Pippin. This is uh, got our crack research team on here. This is how you know the Zip and Pippin was good. It was built in 1912 or mm-hmm. 1915 or 1917 because records aren't quite clear. You think they kept really good uh, health, health and safety standards on that thing? Oh, man. I was reading the entire Wikipedia entry for the Zip and Pippin during the break. Um, Stephen Schutz and Robert Reynolds, Robert Reynolds, the former bassist with the country music band The Mavericks, bought the roller coaster. They purchased the Pippin for $2,500, having initially planned to bid on only one car from the roller coaster. <laughs> the we sale agreement. For one car, we took a roller coaster home. <laughs> the sale agreement required the buyer to remove the ride within 30 days. It's a pretty aggressive plan. That's a that's a lot of roller coaster. <laughs> they ultimately sold it to the Roanoke Rapids Amusement Park in North Carolina, and uh, then Green Bay's Bay Beach Amusement Park ended up buying it. During the deconstruction process, part of it collapsed, but they bought it anyway and then spent $3.8 million to take it apart, move it, rebuild it, and get it ready. But since since then, well over a million people have ridden it in its new location right outside mm-hmm. of Green Bay. So, good for them. The more you know. If you get a tetanus shot before you, uh, you jump on, how does that work? <laughs> Hey, Dad, no ticks? Yeah. As a state fan, I am at a loss for words. I've been to three sheep shearing and a goat roping, but hey, Dad, (laughs) just pegged my shock meter. Never had a tick. Russ and Tupelo scared of chiggers. Oh, man. I scared of them, but I hate getting them. I rode my bike when I was a kid into a chigger bed, and man alive, I missed two days of school. Did you have to take the Clorox bath? Uh, no, but I was calamined up for a couple of days. Just <laughs> like I had chicken pox again. Ugh. Well, you'll talk about something that has gone the way of the dodo bird. Nobody ever gets chicken, chicken pox. pox anymore. Nobody. I was out of school. I got it in first grade. I was out of school for a solid week. Missed seven days of school. Yep. With chicken pox. I was about the exact Everybody same. got I, it in first grade, and that was it. I have a scar on my the inside mm-hmm. part of my left calf. From a chicken mm. pox scab that got knocked I got one off. above my eye, right, right about here. Hmm. There you go. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi God. with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We know where the first edition of College Game Day is going to be this season. Hey, Dan, have you seen this already? I have. Okay. Um, North yes, Carolina, I get on South Twitter Carolina. A lot, or X. A lot. So it's going to be in Charlotte. For the yeah. Battle of the Carolinas. Here's the, the only issue that I have with this. Neutral site never has the same juices on campus. 
Never has the same. But is there anything that's no, happening right. on campus? Yeah, week one. What's going on? You know, I don't think there's a there's a there's a game that just catches your eye. So Charlotte is fine. And, it's, and the only reason it's there is because LSU Florida State is on uh, Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, we can make the assumption right now they'll be in Tuscaloosa week two. Uh yes. Yes. And then from there, we'll sort of figure it out. I mean, they could have done Virginia, uh, Virginia, Tennessee, but that was in Nashville. That's neutral side, too, isn't it? Yeah. Colorado TCU? Eh. I mean, you got some interest there. National runner-up versus Dion's first game. There's something to that. This is so weird. But there's Ohio's, just not a lot. Ohio State at Indiana at 2.30 on CBS. That is so weird. And we didn't even get the CBS game the first couple of weeks of the season, remember? Because they used to have the, yeah, the U.S. Open tennis contract, and so it was week yeah. three before you would even get it. Yeah. Yeah, just not not a not a lot of options on campus for no. the opening week of the, uh, the regular season. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So are you, I like the way South Carolina uh, teased that in their on their social media account. West Virginia at Penn State, maybe, maybe. It's just kind two of the, names, the it's not like second cousin to the backyard brawl there. Yeah. Um. Yes, LSU Florida State would have been the play, except for the fact that that game yeah. is on Sunday. It's on Sunday. And so many times we've gotten it like outside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's like, yeah. Yes, so, and I, but after week one, we don't really have this issue outside of the cocktail party. Maybe the Red right. River Shootout, too, I guess that's it. That's right. But that's a cool neutral site. Yeah, that's, that's a good neutral site. That one that one feels different. College football fix. Told you I'm looking forward to this. We've got a new Quiz. trophy game in college football. I'll tell you what it is. Get ready. To begin the 5 o'clock hour with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio on Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Here's more Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find Genteel at men's clothing stores across the state of Mississippi, including Harry Meyer Clothing. Harry Meyer Clothier in Meridian, Landry's on the Square in Oxford, SF Aldman in Gulfport, Smith & Company in Greenwood, and Steve's on the Square in Philadelphia. You've got the Collegiate Collection so that you can get Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Memphis or Auburn or Alabama Southern Miss gear that is uh, embroidered. It's available there on their website and in some of those local stores in your markets. Also, into the season sale going on, up to 25% off some of the previous season's items on the website, genteelapparel.com. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. 
We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studio, Pearl River Resort, home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at PearlRiverResort.com. You can be a part of the conversation, as many of you have been today, on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet, cspire.com slash business. It is time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on or log in to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. We have a new trophy game this year in college football. Hey, Dad loves him some trophy games. It means rivalries. It means passion. It means pageantry, all of those things. And we have a new one. Louisville and Miami. Louisville and Miami are now going to play in the in a trophy game. They're going to compete for the Schnellenberger Trophy. <laughs> the Louisville Sports Commission made the announcement earlier today. The trophy is named after the former Cardinals and Canes head coach, Howard Schnellenberger. Just fun to say. The trophy is the actual Western dress boots that he wore, which have now been dipped in bronze, and they are sitting on top of a uh, platform that says the Schnellenberger Trophy, University of Miami, 1979-1983, University of Louisville, 1985-1994. to You see the picture, hey, Dad, don't you? If you open the link, yeah, you see the yeah, picture? Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's pretty Yes. Pretty good looking trophy, isn't it? That's cool, yeah. I like that. Um, last summer, Louisville and Miami were designated as permanent yearly opponents as part of their shift to a divisionless scheduling model. The Cardinals will face the Canes Saturday, November 18th at Hard Rock Stadium this year for the penultimate game of the 2023 season. Louisville Athletic Director Josh Hurd said that we appreciate the Louisville Sports Commission's commitment to honor Howard Schnellenberger's legacy with this trophy. Uh, folks at Miami said Howard Schnellenberger is an iconic name in college football, but more importantly, his, he's symbolic of the success and tradition that the University of Louisville and the University of Miami football programs have enjoyed on the field. So, very cool. And it got yeah. me thinking. Agreed. How, how, many, how many trophy games do we have? And the answer Lots. is... A lot. A lot less if you take out Minnesota. Minnesota plays a trophy game every single week. It, it, it kind of feels they like they do. They, they play in a lot of trophy games. So, I have the, uh, the list of trophy games. And uh, it is time to test Brian Haydad's college football knowledge. Some of these will be easy. All right. Some of them... So, we're going to... Are you going to... Are you going to name the trophy and make me name the teams? Or are you going to name the teams and make me name the trophy? Uh, you're, uh, I'm open to whatever you prefer. I would prefer you name the trophy. I feel like that'll okay. be a little easier. Um, you want to start with a hard one or an easy one? You, you pick. We'll, well, okay. we'll see where we'll, it We'll takes. go easy. Apple Cup. That's Washington and Washington State. That's a good one. Uh, the Golden Boot. <laughs> Uh, is that LSU Arkansas? It is. Okay. The Secretary's Trophy. 
That's going to be a military one, so I'm going to go uh, Army, Navy. No, no, Army, Army, Air Force. Oh, don't second guess yourself. Was it Army, Navy? It was Army, ah, Navy. All right, all right. All right, this one's going to be hard. The wagon okay. wheel. What she said. Uh, the wagon wheel is... Uh, it's a it's a Big Twelve one. No, no, no. This one's in the max. It's not. Miami of Ohio and Ohio. Akron and Kent State play for the wagon wheel. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, let's see here. What about the axe? Who plays for the axe? Yeah, that's my favorite one. Minnesota and Wisconsin. It is incorrect. I thought there was two of them. There's two axes, right? Oh, the axe is Stanford and Cal. You're right. Yes. Yes. I was thinking of Paul Bunyan's axe. Okay. All right. The worst name for a trophy game, the O'Rourke McFadden Trophy. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a law firm. Yeah, that's Boston <laughs> College and Clemson. I just, I just no idea. What? Why do they have a trophy? I don't know. What about what about the old wagon wheel? The old wagon wheel. Not just the wagon wheel, but the old no, that, wagon wheel. The wagon wheel's the old that's a Big 12 one, right? Now you got to go out west. It's a, a new member. A new member of the okay. Big 12 is one of the two participants in the old Wagon Wheel trophy game. BYU. Yes. And. Way to use your context clues. It's not Utah. No, that's the Holy Who would War. BYU? Yeah. Who would BYU be playing in a trophy game? Mm hmm. San Diego State. No, 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 no. Be, be smarter. Be better. Be better. Stay in their home state. Utah State? There you go. BYU and Utah State uh -huh. play for the old wagon wheel. 91 All times right, they've met. That's what, uh, what Brigham Young rolled over there on. <laughs> uh, easy one here. The Territorial Cup. Oh, that's uh, I, it's You say it's easy. If you hadn't said it was easy, Richard... It's a Big Ten one. It's a... Uh, no, it's a Pac-12 one. The Territorial Cup. Oh, the Territorial Cup is Arizona, Arizona State. The Victory Bell. Is that uh, Duke, North Carolina? It is. Or is that USC, UCLA? No, 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 no you had it right. Okay. Stop second-guessing yourself. They both have a bell. They both have a bell. I don't know what the about, specifics. What about the Bourbon Barrel? doesn't exist anymore, but it's uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. No, that was the keg. The bourbon that barrel wasn't... is Indiana, Kentucky. Oh. What about the old brass spittoon? That's a Minnesota one, I think. It's Minnesota and... Yeah. Uh, is it Minnesota, In Michigan? Indiana, Michigan State. Oh, these Big Ten teams. The old oaken bucket. That's Purdue, Indiana. Yes. What about the little brown jug? That is Minnesota, Michigan. Yes. Hattiesburg Laurel, but you know. Yeah, whichever you prefer, <laughs> right? Um, what about the jeweled shillelagh? Notre Dame and um, is it Notre Dame Navy? No, you were so close. Notre Dame Army. Notre Dame Southern Cal. Oh. The jeweled shillelagh. It's a shillelagh. Um, just a couple more. Uh, shillelagh, sorry. Uh, just a couple more. Yeah. The platypus trophy? <laughs> what? 
the platypus New Zealand and Australia. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, we talked about this. this. We talked about it. It's Oregon, Oregon State. We talked about this. Formerly the Civil War. Now they play for the platypus trophy. You know what Oklahoma and Texas play for? It's a golden cowboy hat. I don't know what the actual name of it is. correct. It is the golden hat. Yeah. Okay. Um, There is another victory, Bill. UCLA, USC. So you get times two. You got that right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That right. Yeah. So, very good. All right then. What's your you favorite? Left out my, my, what's y'all's my, favorite my, trophies? Like the actual. My trophies. favorite two are are in the Big Ten: Paul Bunyan's axe yeah. and Floyd of Rosedale. What is Floyd of Rosedale? It's a pig. It's a statue of a pig. What game is that? It's for? a big. I'm pretty sure it's Minnesota Iowa. Hmm. Looking for that one. So the axe in the uh, Cal-Stanford game is not an mm-hmm. axe axe. It's like a... F- it's just the, the head of the axe. It's the head of the axe in a frame, which is dumb, right? It is Iowa-Minnesota, Floyd of Rosedale, yes. Okay. Paul Bunyan's axe is a full-on axe. It's, yeah. And, like I said, my favorite tradition is the winner has it on their sideline, and if you win the game and you didn't win last year, you get to bum-rush their sideline and take the axe from them. I love that. And there's never a fight, which is incredible. You try that with a golden egg, and it's going to be blows there. <laughs> are, are you familiar with the... Will East will be up uh, in the, in the uh, stands. Are you familiar with the beehive boot? It is a, a series a, a Utah trophy. one. Yeah, BYU, Utah, Utah, Utah State, and previously Web- uh, Weber State all involved in that. Weber State, okay. There you go. I know Utah is the Beehive State. That's the only reason I know that. That is your college football fix on Monday, okay. July 24th. I think you, you, you certainly got a passing grade. Well done. All right. Testing Brian Haydad's college football trophy game knowledge. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Find them online at visitoxfordms.com. That's visitoxfordms.com. Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thank you for being with us on this Monday. We'll be uh, part of the conversation. I got a question for you, Richard. You have a question for me? I got a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot DK was with us for this segment. My bad. But I'll come right. back to it. I mean, if you want to start with David, question. good to talk to you, man. Good to see you. He, he doesn't have headphones on in here. He can't hear. It's uh, occupational oh, okay. hazard. And uh, those aren't great headphones. Well, tell him, I, we, tell him I said hello. Brian Haydad says hello. You tell him I said hello, Brian. How are you, my friend? He, Doing uh, good, he buddy. says, yeah, yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody, all the greetings and salutations are, are out of the way. That's it you, Haydad? You're done for the next few minutes? Yeah, he's going to start playing quiet, a video yes. game. Okay. <laughs> good to be with you this <laughs> afternoon. Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Uh, Haydad alluded to the fact earlier this week, uh, or earlier today, that uh, we got a busy Thursday coming up. Uh, Neshoba County Fair that morning for uh, for the Gallo Show. Uh, we're in Pearl for the KLLM equipment truck reveal for Ole Miss and State and Southern Miss and Jackson State that afternoon. But I'm going to make a run to French Camp, Mississippi in between, and it's David Kellum's fault. <laughs> or or 
Uh, looking forward to it. All right, so tell us about the, you, you and Jason Crowder mm-hmm. have worked together to put together a Mississippi Sportscasters what? We're calling it Mississippi Sportscasters Kickoff Gathering. Okay. And it came out of a crazy idea, and you and I may have talked about this, Richard, but through the years, I try to listen to a lot of high school broadcasts on one given weekend. I live on a high hill in the southern part of the county and just scan the dial and listen to people. We all started in high school or, and then moved into JUCO or did a combination thereof. And, and I've always had in the back of my mind, you'd be kind of cool if we could get together. And there's some really good high school play-by-play announcers. Absolutely. People doing color and doing sidelines. And I know these jobs are kind of hard hard to get if, if you move up into the college level and all. And so Jason was one of the ones I heard, and he was doing really good. And I called him, said, and we've known each other for a while, and I told Crowder, said, hey, man, you're doing a good job of that high school game. Appreciate it. I said, I've always had this desire for all of us to get together, meet somewhere, and just uh, you know, handshake, share some stories, ask questions, have a good old time uh, with the college level, the JUCO level, and the high school level. And Jason and I talked about it. He said, French Camp will host that. <laughs> so, so Jason kind of put that on them. It has been an incredible eye-opening thing. We're up to about 90 total people Oh wow! that are coming. Uh, we've got uh, most of all the, the college announcers that have said they're going to try to or will be there. Ole Miss is taking a bunch. State's taking... Uh, several as well. We're going to get a, a little bit of some of the other schools too on the college level, and we're just basically going to have a good old time. You're going to be our lunch speaker. Uh, and I appreciate you doing that. We thought that we'd slide you in real quick and you can jump in your truck and head to the next event. If you want to add something like at midnight that night, go for it, Carl. Why, why not? Why, why not? <laughs> but anyway, uh, and your background, you think about it, high school football was, was prevalent. And, 100%. That's yeah. where it started. And I still love that brand of football i mean i just think it's really really cool all right let me ask you this and and, and, like kind of memory i mean you've you've done a lot of cool things as the play-by-play announcer for Ole Miss, the voice of the rebels right do you ever miss doing high school football on friday nights on the radio all the time there was a long stretch that i was determined to get to a high school game at least once or twice during the course of our season somewhere. Yeah. Now, we've got Oxford and Lafayette here locally, so it's kind of easy to see them. But I, Sal Panola's just down the road, and right. Sal Panola's big-time heyday. I'd get over there and try to watch them play Tupelo, watch them play Olive Branch, and that kind of thing. But the broadcast piece you miss, too. You get to our level, and you got a lot of help. I mean, you know, we have a nine-man crew uh, with spotters and all the producers and all kind of things that go on. But the high school level's pure from a broadcast standpoint. You're, stri- you're still trying to do the same thing, though. You're trying to paint a picture, trying to tell people what's going on as they may be mobile out and about uh, here and there. There's so many different platforms now with a live stream and audio online and stuff that you know I didn't have to deal with when I was originally in this, but uh, tons of opportunity. And the response that we've had on just getting together and meeting folks and shaking hands, I've had high school students that are doing games live stream that have emailed me and said, hey, can we come? I know we're underage, <laughs> so we ain't serving alcohol, so come on. you know, <laughs> Not at French camp. We're not doing that. There, so I think that uh, you know it'll be it'll be fun, and uh, I do love that level of uh, football. I went to three high school baseball games this year. I hadn't done that in several years. I got some families I'm close to. Got kids playing, 
And I told Mary, I said, we need to go. Let's just go. And, man, it was just so cool to see that level. When you're constantly watching the college level, the SEC level, that's, you know, we, we, if a guy bobbles a ball, we just get angry. He's not supposed to do that. He's an SEC player. But on the high school level, it's a little bit more forgiveness and the, the purity of them learning to the, the sports and trying to get better. I've just always had a passion. So to get to this point here, what, in year 45, we're finally going to have a Mississippi <laughs> sports gathering. But it's, it's play-by-play, color, sidelines, announcers across the state at any level. It's free. We're doing okay. a lunch at noon. You're going to speak to us at noon. We're going to have a panel with Richard Williams who's coming. Mark Dukes is going to be there. Neat. Brett Norsworthy's coming. Uh, from Ole Miss as well. We're working on trying to get Neil Price there from Mississippi State. I think he's got some stuff he's got going on. We're going to try to get him over there too. Jim Ellis from Mississippi State will be there too. Tons of high school JUCO announcers. We've got some younger announcers that have just gotten in it. Jake Ramada from Ole Miss, who does live streams, is going to yeah. come. Uh, Michael Gross is the brand new announcer for Delta State. So I think it's going to be a really neat event. I think Rob J is supposed to be there as well. Rob J is. I understand. I was told that, and this is secondhand. He's had a death in the family, oh, and so goodness. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it or not. But we've reached out to him. He originally said that that he would uh, would come, and so we're going to have a ton of different schools represented across the state. Visiting with David Kellen, voice of the Rebels, but he has uh, put together this broadcasters event that's going to be this Thursday. This Thursday at French Camp at noon, we'll start registration at 11.30. Now, deadline to register. There's a link. You go to my Twitter site or X site or whatever they're calling it. I, I still got a bird on my site, by the way. <laughs> late to help out me, hey, Dad, just letting you know. Uh, but anyway, I think that uh, if you go there, you'll find that link. You can go and register there, and they okay. need to know by 9 o'clock tomorrow because French Camp is providing us a free lunch. They'll take donations if you want to help. With the lunch, you can. It's a neat area. French Camp, I, I've always been in love with the Natchez Trace and French Camp and French Camp Academy, WFCA. Their people have reached out to help us in a special way, and we're looking forward to to getting down there and seeing what they're doing. They have just uh, rolled out the carpet, if you will. But uh, it's it's a neat little place. got a ton of history you know, through the years right there on the Natchez Trace. All right, so if you are a current broadcaster or mm-hmm. – Sportscaster, sportscaster, sportscaster. I don't want you news people. Y'all need to yeah. stay. Do your news. Um, <laughs> if you had one of those high school kids mm-hmm. that you mentioned that maybe just kind of sticking their toes in right. the water, but really interested, love would be okay, them. right? Love to have them. If you need to ride with somebody else, ride with somebody else. But uh, you know, Jason is going to. Jason Crowder is going to MC this, and he works for WFCA, which is a Mississippi State. Uh, affiliate, and then uh, some of the other French camp people that have been involved and helped out. We had a meeting here recently, uh, and we're just awfully proud of what they've done to put it together. We're yeah. going to have a, the panel after you leave. We'll do a panel thing with some of the significant broadcasters across the state, including Mark Dukes and Richard Williams. And then after that, we're going to divide up and have one-on-one conversations, and then uh, let all of them introduce themselves too. So I, th- I think it'd be kind of a neat little networking deal. All right, so David Kellum. Twitter account, if you're looking for it, is at Reb Voice, R-E-B-V-O-I-C-E, or you can just search David Kellum on Twitter, and it's pinned right there at the top. You can click on it. It's a, uh, I don't know, a Microsoft form, something or other. Just click right, on that link, right. and uh, it'll take you to the uh, to the registration page. He told you just a second ago it's free. Uh, it's really simple. Just click on the link and uh, go through, put the name of your organization, what you do, what your contact information is, and um I've talked to some people who are planning on going and mm-hmm. are excited about it and, and have had a similar sentiment to what you've said 
And this is something that has needed to happen for a long time. Yeah, I think so, too, because uh, there's a disconnect, Richard, between, I think, all of us. We get in our own little world. We do it. The coolest thing about this time of year, too, is we're all undefeated. You know, <laughs> until proven nobody's going to be in a bad mood. Nobody's going to be in a bad mood on any level, high school or whatever. Everybody's going to be pumped up about their teams and and covering, uh, you know, high school, JUCO, and college football. Yeah, really going to be a, a neat deal. And so, broadcasters, I, w- I was thinking a second ago as you were talking about that. So, I know Neil Price mm-hmm. started out doing high school football. I don't know if he started, but has done a bunch of high school football. Jim Ellis until I don't know if he still does. I think it was until just a few years ago. Doing both was, yeah. was doing mm-hmm. high school football mm-hmm. broadcast. You mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. My start was with our colleague Gary Darby. Right. He was doing play by play in my first year out of high school. So when I was a freshman at Ole Miss, I was his color analyst on the the game of the week for Q ninety three. I guess it was mm-hmm. at the time here in Oxford, and then. He and I split, and he did game on one station, and I did a game on another station. It's just such a cool, really cool, and, and terrestrial radio, as we call it. You know, is still very much uh, part of doing these games across the state, and I just think it'd be a really neat opportunity. Here's another thing too. I know I'm going long with Richard, but You're there are high school announcers that have been doing this. I found out from emails. 26 to 30, 35 years. I've been the voice of so-and-so. I mean, think about how long you've heard from some of these years. people that call the Mississippi High School scoreboard show Yeah, on, on Super yeah, Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been For hearing the same years. voices right. since I was playing. When I was playing, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will East just uh, retweeted it from the Super Talk Twitter account Great. as well. Thank you, so Will. Appreciate we got it you, there. Will. Um, Should thanks. be a lot of fun. Thank you for doing the Can't wait. little open. You kick Can't it wait. off for us and share some thoughts. And and then uh, I think people get really get a kick out, especially meeting Richard and uh, Williams and Mark Dukes and Hindu. And It'll be great. David Kellum, we'll be back right after. Check this out. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Good to be with you. Going to be a part of the conversation. You can join us on the C Spire text line. You want to drive a new Ford truck? The only place to go for that is Belt Ford on Highway 6 West in Oxford. Great selection of Ford F-150s. They've got some expeditions on the lot. There's a Bronco that's out there right now. Also a great selection of used vehicles. And if Ford isn't your flavor... Maybe you're interested in a Toyota. Well, you got Oxford Toyota right up the hill. The uh, the 2023 Toyota Tundra is really, really cool looking. And uh, I test drove one not too long ago. They are fantastic. Not to mention the uh, the Sequoia. Hard to find those. You can get on a list if that's something that you're interested for. Belt Ford and Oxford Toyota Highway 6 West. Service after the sale. They will treat you like family. They'll help you find the car, truck, or SUV that fits you, uh, fits you like fits what you want, but also fits your budget. And uh, they'll help with that. Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky out today. Got Will East in. So I had a question. Going yes. back to the college football fix. Oxford High School, did y'all have any trophy games? There was a trophy for the Crosstown Classic for the Oxford Lafayette game. Lafayette County. Okay. Yep. Yep. I mean, when it, you it left wasn't. Oxford High School, was it in the trophy case? No, it was not. 
We uh, we lost Levine oh. in overtime my senior year. Sure did. Oh. And not only that, okay. Brian Haydad, but they write the score. We're at <clears throat> University Sporting Goods. Universities they write the score each year at the on the little columns of at University Sporting Goods. So you can go back and look at the records. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, right, oh, right cool. next door to uh, to Jane, which is my wife's store on the square, and so I have to walk by and see that in <laughs> no. 1998, in overtime, uh, Lafayette beat Oxford. Uh. As, I've told you the story, I think. Is this one where you you were you you got free on an option run or something? No, no, that was actually at North Panola. Okay, KJ Jefferson would have scored on that play. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> A career long sixty a career long sixty three yard run tackled inside the five. Uh, so tell the story. I don't think you've told me the story. All no, right, so we'll so rivalry game, my senior year, back and forth game. I I had a good game that night. It was a really entertaining game to to watch. Uh, goes to overtime, and Lafayette had scored and kicked the extra point. They had the ball first, so we were down. And we've got so so overtime rules at least in the time. I think they're still the same in Mississippi. They put the ball at the ten yard line. You got a first down. Play ball. And if you don't score in four downs, it's it's over. So we've got fourth down from like the four the five yard line. Call pass play. It's just a I don't remember what the route number was, but it was basically a Z out. So the outside receiver came in hard like he was running a slant, rolled out of it, going toward the boundary. Drop back. I'm kind of rolling to the right toward that receiver. I throw it. It's online. It's headed in the right direction. Ball is in the air, and the defensive back tackles our wide receiver oh, no. from behind while the ball is in the air. No flag. No flag. Oh, and I turn you around. Pace there. Look, I mean, this wasn't probably my finest more moment of sportsmanship, but I turn around and look at the referee and throw both arms out to my side, and I scream at him, "Throw the flag! He tackled him!" He looks at me and he says, "You got that call in the last drive of regulation. You're not getting that call in overtime." And I was like, Just, "Oh man, what?" Like, I could tell you the referee's right. name today. I don't know if he's you alive or it, not. You mentioned it last time we were talking about this. Oh, I called oh, Bill Kyrat by funny. name. Yeah, you day. called him by name because we were talking about last I think we I just did it again, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's tough. Now, look, that's tough. I don't know if we would have – I guess we probably would have gone for two and played for the win. I don't know how it would have turned out otherwise. Yeah. But uh, – Yeah. All right. So, what was it called? The Crosstown Cup? Crosstown Classic. Okay. okay. Will, he pays no attention when we talk high school football outside of St. Al. I mean, how how many years I, I, have you been talking about the I listened the to the whole Classic, story. Will? I listened to the story. I just I can't remember I'm everything. I'm messing with you. I'm so. messing with you. So, did Holka have one, Will? <laughs> well, we didn't have a football team, so no, we had no... Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. There you go. All right. I'm not bitter, though. No, it's okay. It's okay to hold a little resentment. That was quite literally 25 years ago. Yeah. That was November of 1998. Yeah. That's tough. 
That was as heartbreaking and close a game as I ever played in. And then the next week, uh, first round of the playoffs, uh, there was nothing heartbreaking about it. I mean, it was... About about Tarnica Counselor and Mandel... What's that kid's name? I can't remember his name. Mario Hagen. Oh, Hagen, yeah. He would have been on that team. Oh, God, that's a tough Clarksdale team. Yeah. My, uh, I had a game good. sort of like that. We, we we were down fifty to forty three to Cathedral, uh, threw a hail mary and scored on the last play to make it fifty to forty nine. Decided to go for two, didn't get there. <laughs> oh. mm. That that was tough. That was a bitter pill. Yeah, uh, that wasn't our trophy game though. So Mississippi with you. Thanks for uh, for being with us this afternoon. Uh, love to hear from you on the uh, C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Um, James and Hattiesburg reminds us that uh, it's okay to still be bitter. I said I, I wasn't still bitter. He said neither is Harry Harrison, yeah, okay. the LSU clock keeper. Just ask him. He's not still bitter. <laughs> oh, uh. me. Yeah. So, fun memories. Fun, fun memories. Um, should we knock off another team? Hey, Dad. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This day is bananas. Will just wants to hear his voice here. 100 teams. Here. I love it. In 100 days. Oh. Okay, ready? Three, Golden. Two, one, go. Like butter. It's the final I just like listening to Europe, you know? Team number 41, this would be yesterday's team on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. I feel as if I have failed. I did not pull up the fight music. I'm just going to assume oh. they don't have a very good fight song. The Louisville Cardinals! <laughs> I don't know. How about new head coach the Papa for John's jingle. How, how about new head coach for Louisville? They didn't get him the last time, a good one. but they got him this time. Jeff Brom leaves Purdue. And uh, he is back home, tenth season overall. Has had a lot of success, kind of up and down at Purdue, um, but has done a, a really good job. The former Louisville quarterback is now the head coach. He was the quarterback there from 1989 until 1993. Spent oh about six years in the NFL. They've got a returning quarterback. Jack Plummer is the uh, actually it's a transfer quarterback. He came in from Cal. Jack Plummer from Cal is expected to be the starter. The quarterback at Louisville a year ago, of course, was Malik Cunningham. But Cunningham got banged up last year, and so he didn't play a ton. They had Brock Doman or Doman. Um, look, this is a Louisville team that, that last year went 8-5. and five. And the year before that, they went 6-6 six and six and lost the bowl game to go 6-7. and seven. What is Louisville as a program to you now? You know, like a decade ago, they were on the verge of becoming one of the, the better college football programs in the country. Charlie Strong really had them rolling. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things where both program, both sides of that divorce fell off. Charlie Strong goes to Texas. He can't get it going. And Louisville really never been the same ever since. And then they had, they had a couple good years under Petrino when they had Lamar Jackson. Um, but by and large, I mean, they're just, they're just a mid-tier ACC team. That's how I would describe them. Are they a team that strikes you as able to kind of recapture what they were? 
I mean, when you think about the landscape in the ACC, I mean, you think about, okay, Miami's eventually going to get back, and they keep not getting back. Yeah, It feels like Florida State yeah. is almost all the way back. North Carolina, yeah, this year they, they tell. seem to cycle up and down. NC State kind of feels like a perennial seven- or eight-win team. Virginia Tech is down right now. Virginia is down right now. Is this an opportunity season or opportunity window for Louisville? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you think about the most recent success they've had. They went into the state of Florida to get Lamar Jackson. So I mean, that's not really in their recruiting footprint. They just they found that guy. They evaluated him, and and got him. So I mean, you know, you think about Kentucky in that area. I mean, unless they're going into Ohio to get players, which is tough. I don't know. I don't think they they can recruit at that high a level anymore. There's an opportunity with this schedule. They start with Georgia Tech in Atlanta on Friday night, September 1st. Murray State on a Thursday night. Indiana in Indianapolis. And then Boston College. Those are the first four. That could be a 4-0 start. They go to NC State, host Notre Dame, go to Pittsburgh. Tough stretch there. And then they finish it out with Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami on the road, and then the rivalry game against Kentucky to close it out on November 25th. Louisville Cardinals, team number 41 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Buck Mississippi continues. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Fast three hours, fun three hours. Appreciate Will East sitting in today on short notice for Michael Borky. Borky was not feeling well today, and so he uh, took a little bit of a break and will be back with us tomorrow. So we uh, certainly hope he feels uh, feels better. Um the sports broadcasters thing sounds cool. Uh, David Kellum told us about as well. Uh, if you it missed does, it, yeah. when, when we visited earlier today, it's the inaugural kickoff gathering for Mississippi sportscasters. The Mississippi sportscasters kickoff gathering. It is this Thursday, July 27th. And if you are interested, it's free. It's happening at French Camp Academy in the WFCA radio lounge. And, um, the only caveat is you got to register by tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. So if you go to David Kellum's Twitter, at RebVoice, there is a link there. You can uh, register online. going to be a bunch of uh, current college, high school sports broadcasters, radio, TV, online, etc. Um, it's going to be really informal. Uh, I mean, there's some structure to it, but informal in the terms of it's going to be an opportunity for kind of questions and answers and best practices and how do you get better and what can I be doing? And this is not a job for them. It, it's not. Um, but if it is something that you're interested in, uh, you certainly can check that out. And, and David said if you're a high school student or a college student that is interested in broadcasting but hasn't quite figured out how to get there yet, Maybe you want to uh, want to be a part of it as well, and so you can uh, can do that. 
I had to explain to my wife the difference between what you do and what I do because she was wondering why I wasn't invited to this. And I was like, I am not a, a broadcaster. I don't I don't call games. And she's like, oh, I guess I, I just talk about the results of them. That's all I do. You're welcome to come. You know what? I don't. Like I said I'm not going to be part of the Richard Cross uh, around the world, around the state in 80 hours thing that you've got working there. It's uh, it's going to be fun. Hey, Will, I did have a, yeah. a buddy call and tell me that he would bring breakfast by on Thursday while we're doing the Gallo show. That'd be nice. I can't wait to see the guest list for this. Like you know, normally, and, and Alex just takes care of everything. I understand that, but it's going to be. I mean, a lot of one st- after another. This is going to be ever, stump, stumping politicians. Yes. I assume the governor will be there. Have you ever interviewed the governor? I have. Yeah. Okay. That's old hat for you, then. On this show, even. A while back. On this show? Oh, yeah. We we well, There was one time you weren't here, and we had, I think it was uh, Governor Bryant was on with us, though. It wasn't, it wasn't Governor Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if we'll have the governor on or not, but... Uh, I know that there are some I imagine. hotly contested races. <laughs> yes. uh, and look, I mean, a lot of times it's the general election where, where you get kind of the nasty oh. races. But, Will? Oh, the primary season? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> brother. Yeah, That's where and, it's at right now. And look, th- that's there, a, that's there why are one you or don't two need races. Me there. I, I'll stir the pot. You don't, you don't, want, me, you don't want me there. Hey, Dad. I'm not sure that the pot can be stirred anymore in some of these races. <laughs> right, it's move, it's moving pretty this, quick. In this some is of one of the biggest years um, for the Neshoba County Fair because of the political stuff going on. And it's yeah. it's literally, yeah. they'll give a speech. I think the way it's going to work is they'll give a speech, and then they'll come sit down, or they'll sit down, and then they'll go give a speech. So it's going to be kind of that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are one or two races that are going to be determined during the primary that are going to shape the state of Mississippi for the next next 10 to 12 years. And, and I know that sounds like I'm, I'm overstating it. I, look, I, we'll get into that next Thursday on, or this Thursday on Gallo. Um, but, but in terms of dominoes that will fall if an election goes one way versus how dominoes will fall or a deck will get just completely reshuffled, I mean, there's there's some crazy stuff hanging in the balance. <laughs> there's some crazy stuff. Go go to supertalk.fm and just click on the news tab and then click on politics and read some of the recent stories that have come out. I mean, we had Senator Jeremy England on this morning and Gallo with the whole pink tutu. That's a fun story. Yeah. Yeah. This made na- this made international news. He was on in uh, the UK somewhere this weekend. Did they ask him about his tractor? I don't think. What so. color is it? Yeah. <laughs> All guests on Sports Talk Mississippi appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Fun week here in Super Talk land. We'll be in Hattiesburg yeah. on Friday for the Dixie Youth D1 and D2 World Series. Looking forward to that. Thursday, we'll be in Pearl at Trustmark Park, home of the Miss M Braves for the KLLM Equipment Truck Reveal. A lot of good stuff coming up. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Hey Dad. Thanks to all of you for listening as well. 
That does it for us. Thanks, Sports Will. Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Oh, by the way, on Wednesday night, Hey Dad's got a show that you can listen to after this one. It's called Thunder and Lightning on the radio. Good night. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.